Broadcast Network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans. Producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! all about two today because we're recapping Kendall Lee Nicole's episode three, which is all about the doppelganger. So guys, welcome to this After Buzz recap. I'm your host, Vivian Adobe, and I'm here with my lovely, fabulous, always, always dependable co-host. Thank you. I'm Brandon Marlowe. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at B-A-M-A-R-L-O. And I'm Jordana Morphin, and you can follow me at Jordana underscore Morphin on Instagram and on Twitter. And always, you guys can follow me at Vivaciously Viv on Instagram and also on Twitter. So this was probably one of the best episodes so far. What did you guys think overall? My favorite one of the season. It's I so was funny. Laughing the whole from start to beginning, I was just dying of laughter. I think it's the best, really, of any of the ones I've seen, either from her AOL sessions, the first season, or this yeah, one. Yeah, it was. One I agree of with you. It yeah. was so funny from the whole start, even the first opening little monologue. She always does where she, you know, kind of just talks straight to camera. I was dying on the inside, and also I really loved her outfit, FYI, because mm-hmm. fashionista. But it was so cute the whole episode. I loved it. It was. She's just. She has so much character, and I don't. I don't even know how to explain it, but just even her facial expressions, everything about her just gives you a good laugh. I think it's because she's the character we all want to be. That's that's what I think really connects us with her, is that she's doing and saying the things we all wish we could do and say. Yeah. And I think it's natural, which is the difference between her and the other way people try and be funny, that it's really just coming out of her head onto the screen. And it's hilarious. Her natural self. And it's so interesting, too, because... In the first two episodes of this season, we could see that she's trying to show us how to be something else, whether it's to be a businesswoman Mm -hmm. or to be an artist. But this episode, it's like, okay, well, now you guys get to try to be me, kind of. Well, like you were saying, these are all things that we've thought of. Like, Mm -hmm. I wonder if I had a doppelganger, like, you know, I could be doing these things while she's out there working or, you know, like the business side of like you know I want to come up with an idea and she like takes you through the whole process of it so like each episode it's actually something that you would think about right you know oh I do want to do something like this we've all been spread really thin and I think that's where it comes from for her as a mother as a businesswoman as a wife and as a reality star there's only so much time in the day and so she has to allocate to different things and so having a doppelganger seemed like a really rational way to get it all done. Right. When she was having that opening conversation with her girlfriends, they were mm-hmm. inside of, I think the store was called Decades. It was called Decades. Mm-hmm. And just the way she was saying she had all these social engagements and she had work engagements and she was tired and she just wanted to sleep. Really, she just wanted to hang out with her friends. Um, I feel like we all can relate to that. Mm-hmm. Even today, I was, I've been up since 3.45 a.m. So I'm just yeah. exhausted. And all of us are so busy. And I'm sure it would be nice to have someone to just stand in 
and do some of the stuff we don't want to do. Yeah, definitely. It's not even some of the stuff that she was saying she didn't necessarily not want to do, mm-hmm. but she really didn't have time for it. And we've all been there, that we're trying to get that one thing done we really have to do. Right. If we just had another person yep. who could just take our place... Not do anything, but just be our placeholder. It would make the day go so much easier. Right. So what's one thing that you would have a doppelganger do for you maybe this week if you had one? Oh. Uh, I can think of right away. Go first. I have probably four to five meetings a day at work and love my job, love working and listening to everyone's contributions. But sometimes I wish I could just send someone else to do it for me, you know, say everything I would say. Uh, you know, take notes, let me know what happened, but I'm going to sit here and drink my coffee and maybe listen to some iTunes. Yeah. And speaking of iTunes, <laughs> get this out of the way now. You guys should definitely be watching us on YouTube, watching us live on AfterBuzz TV's website, but also go on to, uh, go on to what? Go on to iTunes. And SoundCloud, and, right? And SoundCloud. Right? Or no? Also SoundCloud. Yeah. We're everywhere you'd want to listen. Right. You can find us anywhere. But make sure that you go on and that you tell us what you think about the show, what you want to hear from us, if you have questions, interact with us on social media, but also rate us so we know what we're doing right and what we're doing wrong. So if you love tonight's episode and you love our recap, five stars. If we need some work, you know, four stars is still good. <laughs> Let us know. Let us know. But going back to, you know, what would you guys have a doppelganger do for you? Well... I'm always super tired by the time I get home, and I never have time to work out. I mean, I wouldn't want my doppelganger to replace, like, you know, go work out for me, because obviously that wouldn't do anything for me. (laughs) But, you know, maybe have my doppelganger work half of the day for me so I can have some time to go work out, because I literally never have time to, when I get home, like, oh, I'm just so tired. I'm just going to go to bed. So I never have the time to do that. I don't. I would like to have a doppelganger, but it would only be to stand in lines places because I'm such oh, a con- so I'm smart. such a control Good freak one. that I wouldn't want someone to do my job. Mm-hmm. And I'm an assistant, and I could never have an assistant. I've already thought about it <laughs> that I could never do it because mm-hmm. I like to know everything that's going on. Right. And so to give someone Full tasks time. that you're supposed to be doing, it would give me such anxiety. But I guess if it's something, perhaps going to a party that you don't want to go to, mm-hmm. because that's what she talks about. Yeah. She goes, everyone is so busy and that's always what I'm just so busy and I am busy but I think it's busy doing certain things yeah and you prioritize those yep no definitely and even in the episode she was prioritizing did she want to go to her friend Masha's birthday dinner or if she wanted to go to um her best friend Catherine Powers um work function event and she made the decision to go to Masha's birthday dinner over at Catherine Powers' party because she's like, oh, you know, it's a work function. She'll barely miss me. She comes to half of my stuff anyways. And I don't know. Would you guys make the same decision? I feel like I would have probably. Yeah. No one wants to hang out with Catherine. She's so she's so stern. She's like a parent. Friend. I know. But I think it's because opposites attract. Yeah. And okay. so I think they even each other out, mm-hmm. but I would much rather go to dinner with Masha at Beso. Yeah, me too. Yes. That, that seemed like a fun little get-together mm-hmm. for her birthday. Very true. So. Also, it's her birthday. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Catherine has a lot of events for her, you know, who would wear, like, different events. So, I mean, she can mm-hmm. miss a couple. And plus, it would be harder for her doppelganger to blend in and play it off like, oh, yeah, I'm totally Nicole Richie when it's just four other girls yeah, with her. Exactly. Right. Versus, you know, maybe a party full of people at Beso who are drinking and gallivanting and we'll see pink hair just think, ah, Nicole's here. Well, <laughs> you, you see that a lot in L.A. anyway, that people yeah. 
ask if you're someone or you see someone being asked if there's someone. So I'm sure there are a lot of girls in L.A. who get confused for Nicole Richie. So sending them to a crowded party, it's probably a little bit more realistic that a doppelganger will work there rather than an intimate dinner. That's true. That's That's true. true. I can see a lot of celebrities going, like, having doppelgangers, like, maybe at the airport, have the doppelganger walk out first so that mm-hmm. everyone is mobbing the doppelganger, and I can, you know, slip by on the side so no one will see me and come up for my autograph or paparazzi photos. Well, I don't know if you guys remember this, but I think it was Britney Spears did the diary on MTV, and there was a mm-hmm. scene there where she had a doppelganger do exactly what you said, oh. <laughs> leave the airport or the mall, I can't remember which one it was, mm-hmm. just to distract from attention, but I really loved... The gentleman who owns Decades. I can't think of what his name was. Was it Cameron? Cameron, yes. yes. Cameron saying that she does not need a doppelganger. She's not going to be mobbed anywhere she goes. But it was really funny, her facial expression when she said that. I, I'm a big deal. I don't know, I don't know what, what you that. think. But yeah. that was, I thought, one of the funniest moments in the episode. I can totally believe that, too, because even getting ready for tonight's episode, I was, you know, trying to do some research, see if, you know, anything has been happening in the Nicole Richie world, and she's been being a mom and a mogul. Not too much, like, She's very low-key. Yeah, she's, really she's okay. more low-key than maybe, like, a decade ago, which is good. It's great. But I can see this point where, okay, so then why do you really need one, per se? Because it's not like TMZ is going to be chasing you down the street. They wouldn't get anything exciting if they did, so I hope that they're not running after her with her free-range chicken eggs and her oversized ponchos. No, she's she's funny, but I think she's living a very low-key life. No, I definitely agree. And one thing that they also went into was the requirements that the doppelganger would have. She said that they need to have honey skin and be short and have a charming smile. You could totally be her doppelganger. Uh, I, I need the pink hair. Yeah, I need the pink hair. Maybe a, I'm a little bit darker than honey skinned, but Nicole, if you need a doppelganger again, you're ready. <laughs> you're you. ready. <laughs> what do you guys think, though? What would requirements would you guys have? Oh, well, I'd probably have... You have to speak Spanish, because I speak Spanish. So. Fluent Spanish? Yes. That's very Fluent. cool. That's a good um, one. Uh, probably have my laugh, and uh, wait—you have to demonstrate the laugh. Now. I can't. can't just, it has to be natural. I can't just like, <laughs> you know. And then say something funny. We'll, we'll come up we'll, with something. Yeah, if you guys come up with something, and then probably love ice cream because I love ice cream. And if you don't love ice cream, you can't. You can't be me. So okay. Be, Those are of, all very good. Yeah, yeah that's pretty. I feel like anyone could kind of be your doppelganger. <laughs> right. A lot of a lot of people speak Spanish. Yeah. I guess people are lactose intolerant, so that rules some people out. Yeah, some yeah. people wouldn't be able to do that. And, and then, then the laugh. I mean, my laugh isn't, like, very specific, but, you know, you have to have, like, a good, like, a good, nice laugh. I feel like you have a very light, like, yeah. I feel like it would be a sweet laugh. Kind of laugh. <laughs> How about you, Brandon? Oh, my gosh. I feel like that's Gangly limbs, hair. for <laughs> sure. They gotta be just gangly all over, long legs and arms. A terrible singer. I sing all the time, but I'm no good. So they have to want to sing all the time, not well. Okay. And so not inviting you to karaoke ever. <laughs> nope. I will do it. But that's the other thing. People will go to karaoke and not do it, mm-hmm. even if they're good or bad. I would rather even someone bad get up there and do it, mm-hmm. just so you have something to be entertained by. something to watch, yeah. And I feel like this one's just very realistic, but blue eyes. Because yeah. not a yeah. lot of people yeah. have blue eyes anymore. Very also, true. you would want 
your doppelganger to look somewhat like you. Right. Like you so. I would have Enrique Iglesias. Oh, if, like you, if you were willing, bad. I would totally have Enrique Iglesias mm-hmm. be my doppelganger, but that might not yeah. pass off so well. Yeah. In my head, Jennifer Lopez would be my doppelganger, but that might just be wishful thinking. <laughs> Both um, beautiful. Oh, Both thanks, beautiful. Thanks. You're welcome. Um, I think my person would have to be a morning person because I get up at the crack of dawn, smile on my face, 3, 4 a.m., and then, you know, the tiredness kicks in later. Um, they would also have to have dimples because that's when my signature is the dimples, two real dimples. Um, and then they have to wear colors. Because that's my thing. Like, I wear black and white sometimes, but 90% of the time I'm in color. So, I feel like all of our doppelganger requirements are fairly realistic for the most part. Yeah. Yes, I would like Ryan Quinton, (laughs) Alexander Skarsgård, Ryan Reynolds. I feel like all very obtainable. For me, Ryan Reynolds. If you're gonna have one, you better have a better version of yourself. <laughs> so those are the three that I would like. If any are available for my lifetime original movie, okay, oh, the, circa 2020, the unauthorized version. Out. No, this will be authorized. I'll be writing, producing, okay. starring, and hopefully. Okay, but if not, one of those three are more than welcome to take the role. And that's so funny that you mentioned the biopic because going into the actual, uh, what is it, America's Next Top Nikki, Nikki where yeah. she's looking for her doppelgangers. Uh, one of the contestants or one of the people applying, auditioning, um, she thought it was for a biopic, not to just, you know, play Nicole in real life. I thought that was so funny. I thought, well, the girl that they, that she originally picks mm-hmm. to be her was so funny. She's <laughs> like, I have no goals. <laughs> goals. I don't know if I you can guys... get any piercing. I mean, I'm open. That's yeah. ambition. Piercing. That's a goal. She's like, I took mine out. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't one of her goals to get a tramp stamp? Yeah. That yes. was, and she's so like, very funny. Did anyone notice who the gentleman was sitting next to her? Yeah, the guy from <laughs> Brandon, yes. Yeah. They must have just hit it off. She brought him back. Mm-hmm. And he told her that was a very obtainable goal, which I thought was hysterical. <laughs> I want a tramp stamp. We can go and get it right now. If right. that's something you really want, right. we'll work that out for you. If you are about that life, let's walk outside and find a little tattoo shop. And I also thought her hair was really cool. Um, oh, yeah, she kind of had like a little shaved, cut, dark, and the blonde. It made it a little hard at first for me to see her with the wig as Nicole, the pink wig, but... I mean, out of all of the girls that auditioned, she was the one that would have probably worked the best. She gave the personality, which is really more than half the battle in a lot of cases because Nicole's personality is so specific. Right. And she was very witty and clever, and she had really good timing. So that's kind of embodying, really, what Nicole is, minus the pink hair and very identifiable face. But other than that, there weren't very many candidates who no. even resembled her. There was one that I did think resembled her a lot facially. Um, the one that uh, was being kind of inappropriate with her you know, questions about Joel, uh, her husband. Oh, that was so yeah. funny. Can, can we, I hang out with your husband, Joel? Will he be there? Will he be there? Yeah. I love Good Charlotte. They're the best. Will we be out together? So but you know who really looked death. looked the most like her, who was not there? Raven Simone. Raven Simone. Yes, yes. yes. I, when I saw that picture pop up, I was like, she definitely could work for her right. skin the, tone. The skin tone. Mm-hmm. She has big eyes, like Nicole. Like her, fa- a lot of her facial, her features. Yeah, her jawline too. Yeah. And it's funny because I had never thought of Raven Simone and Nicole Richie together, mm-hmm. so I wouldn't have even thought that. Oh yeah, that could be a lookalike. But when she, he lifted up the picture. Totally. And doesn't Raven Simone have colored hair? Yes. yes. Yeah. Her hair is yeah. always in flux, but and I think that's short, kind of right? what makes them similar. It's short. And that's probably yeah. why she brought that up. So that's why I'm thinking yeah. 
I'd be interested to know how they chose her to be in that pile of yeah. pictures that's a celebrity because I'm sure they really could have found someone who looks a lot like her mm-hmm. but it's probably because they're very similar yeah. and how they're always dressing different their hair's right. always changing very and they're very outspoken they're quirky yeah I definitely agree but well even at the end mm-hmm. when we saw at the end of the episode she's like I'm Raven Simone. <laughs> she's you, like singing. Yeah. Can you check for her Raven Simone? Then <laughs> <laughs> she starts singing the song. That was so funny. Um, but so yeah. yeah, they go to the casting. Uh, we see all the candidates, and she chooses her America's Next Top Nikki. Um, the young lady. Did we ever get her name? No, I, she didn't I, have they, name. I think they just put uh, Nicole number two or yeah. something like that. I, yeah. I had her down as girl with no goals. That's how I wrote her down because she had that, no goals. Yeah, she had no goals and she didn't have a name. So they named her Nikki number two or something. Actually, I think that's smart as a celebrity to have um, a doppelganger who has no goals because whatever you want for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm down. Sure. Down for the ride. Well, that's funny. I really like well, well, when we see the next scene right. when she actually goes to Cameron's. She's like Clay. You could make her into whatever <laughs> you want her to be. And she did. Yeah. And that was. I think the best part of the transformation mm-hmm. was seeing her really embody and just saying whatever Nicole wanted her to say. She she was just a vessel at that point. Right. Can we talk about first their car conversation? Oh, yeah. oh my god. She's standing right outside the car. <laughs> so funny. That's a very Nicole Richie. Every episode has something like that, I think, where yeah. you're watching it and you're thinking it's one thing and then you see it's something totally it's different. Totally and that's what's so different. funny, is they're always distracting you with one thing and the funny then comes after that right they're very clever with how they you know shape the story without making it too you know too scripted looking mm-hmm. yeah I love that like I the one swipe that. more <laughs> it just went no just just one more last one that's <laughs> one and I, I even like the dash cam view of her because it made me feel more like it was a reality show. I was thinking of like when we watched Keeping Up with the Kardashians and they're always driving in the car oh, yeah. with the dash mm-hmm. cam videos. So that gave me more of a reality feel. Mm-hmm. I thought that was funny. I like, well, I really liked when the whole scene happened and then Nicole comes in and she's like, it's me. <laughs> and then he's like, yeah, I know it's you. And he was like, what? Like, why do you have a doppelganger? And the girl was like, no, I didn't. I'm, I'm Nicole. When she left, right? She's like, I'm Nicole. Right, right. So uh, th- that part that we're talking about, after their uh, little pep talk with the co- Nicole in the car and her doppelganger on the sidewalk, doppelganger actually goes in to pick up uh, something she left for alterations and had to sell herself as Nicole Richie to someone who is clearly good friends with Nicole Richie and saw completely through that. Do you guys remember in the uh, the caption underneath mm-hmm. them said, not buying not it? Not buying it, yeah. Still not buying it. Candidly Cameron was <laughs> what, yeah, yeah, what yeah. he wasn't labeled as. Because she said, well, he's very tall, so he can probably only see the top of my head and no one pays attention anymore. Wait, you're kind of tall. Do, do you ever have that experience with any of your friends who are of a, a shorter... I think for tall people it is a little bit different because you're looking down mm-hmm. and so there are probably traits that you would notice <laughs> on a shorter person as a taller person you wouldn't and vice versa shorter people probably notice things on taller people that you wouldn't otherwise mm-hmm. but I'm very detail oriented so I would never have someone come <laughs> through and you just assume the top of their head is them but people are very busy nowadays so so they might see it and just assume that's Nicole pink hair let her through well that's exactly what Nicole was thinking <laughs> he's not going to notice like the right. pink hair he's going to think it's me yeah she even told him the specific way to hug him like yeah. from the side and even when they she was inside at the doppelganger she was being told oh tell him you like her his, his, his pots. <laughs> 
Okay. That was so funny. This, this to me was fundamentally Nicole. Because I don't know if you guys remember from The Simple Life, she always had weird words of describing things. Right. So she called teeth chops. Uh-huh. Your hands were your paws. Mm-hmm. Your face was your mug. So I loved seeing that because she always had really fun words to introduce and I'd always adapt them into right. my everyday life. So now, Zapats. Zapats? Yeah, Zapats. And then she was like, it's short for Zapatos. <laughs> and he was like, you speak Spanish? <laughs> Since when? Her character was so funny in this scene because everything was, everything was very Nicole in a weird way. Even yeah. the hug, when she said hug them, and the way she describes it, is like a high-waisted belt, yes. but below the lungs. <laughs> Who thinks of describing anything that way but Nicole Richie? Right. And I just love how her doppelganger was so dry. I know. She was so dry. Well, I felt like she was actually funny because after she said that, what did she say about, like, throwing up or something? And she, like, came I out of she said vomit. Kind of like, I think she was trying to say word vomit. Yeah, kind yeah. Of and the way she said it, it's, Nicole didn't, you know, didn't make her say that. And we're just like, what? And then Nicole was vomit. <laughs> so funny. It I was loved it. too funny. So she comes in, and, oh, in at one point, uh, it's mentioned uh, her husband is... I guess he's supposed to get a surprise for her, and oh, yeah. Candidly Cameron mentions it, and he's like, um, well, you know, the whole payment thing. And I immediately thought that's when she's going to get caught, but of course Nicole helped save her a little bit. But it was nice also just to hear his name mentioned again. Yeah. His name was mentioned so much throughout this episode, and it wasn't really mentioned in the previous episodes. Yeah, They don't show a lot of her more personal side, I think, is. Mm-hmm the benefit of the show is you get to see a personal side to her, mm-hmm. her funny side that you actually get a lot of her family on Instagram and Twitter and she gives you a little bit more of it on camera. It's really just her. So I think she does a good balance of giving you enough but right. also making it private. Right. Which right. is important. She's open enough where we feel like we know her but we don't have to know everything. Mm-hmm. She's everyone's best friend. She's everyone's best friend. She's the friend everyone wants which is a great and kind of dangerous thing because she's, mm-hmm. she's out on the street yeah. You do want to run up and talk to her. And yeah. in L.A., I know a lot of people listening are all over, but in L.A., you see celebrities out and about quite a bit, just in their everyday life, at Ralph's, which is our grocery store here. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't say anything. But that one person who really makes you feel like they're your best friend, Everyone Nicole Richie. Yeah. And you, I would gravitate. It would be hard for me not to say something to I, her. I don't know what I would do. <laughs> I would just hug her because, I, like you said, she's the friend that you want. And right. Uh, I would just be like, I, I love you. I think she's the person who wouldn't disappoint you, though. That yeah, you would meet, sure. and she'd really be exactly what she is. Right. She'd be yeah. just as funny, and she'd be just as nice. And that's kind of why her show, I think, has really had success. Right. It's because it translates well from TV to her real life to all of her social mm-hmm. media. And yeah. you get what you see, I think. And I think also because her personality hasn't really changed right. as she's moved from simple life to you know being a mom, being a mogul, and also the show. Whereas if you look at Paris Hilton, when I would watch some of her other reality shows, she had that one where she was looking for a new best friend when her and Nicole were on the outs. Um, I feel like her personality kind of shifted with each show, and that made me feel like, oh, this girl is so fake. Whereas Nicole... What you see is what you get. At least that's the impression I get from watching mm-hmm. her. I feel like she's just evolved as a person, yeah, and grown, but not changed. She even mentions the the pot and the casting where she yeah. said, "Well, it is L.A." So she's not totally done a one hundred and eighty, and she's not the same person anymore. She's kind of just doing three hundred and sixties, where she 
is evolving and still funny mm-hmm. and has her moments where you kind of question what she's talking about. <laughs> right. But she's the same person, and that's why we can watch her now and still appreciate the same person who we see. Right, and I'm glad you went back to the casting because I forgot to mention. Uh, so when I was also looking online, I actually saw the casting call no. for her doppelganger. It was on Backstage.com. It's actually um. still online now. They haven't deleted the page. But it was back in March, and I, it's funny because her requirements were pretty much the requirements on there. As far as ethnicity, it said um, black, white, Hispanic, <laughs> racially ambiguous, um, about her height, it, literally everything she said was on there for the most part. But it's so interesting to me because, you know, in theory, in my head, oh, this is a reality show, but it's also, you know, pre-production. Like, they, they spend a lot of time working on it. They'll just, you know, go to an agent or some, some casting agency and get their doppelgangers from there. But the fact that there was actually a real casting That's call. so great. Did they identify her as the person who it yeah. was for? Yeah. That's they, pretty neat. They identified her. They actually mentioned the show and said it was for an upcoming season. And it said that it was to be filmed in April. So, at least we know that all of these episodes were pretty much filmed in the spring. That so. gives us a good timeline, because yeah. a lot of shows don't do that. Mm-hmm. They keep you guessing when it was, and you can look for little identifiers. But I think that that's nice that they give you some some sort of knowledge of this is kind of when it was. You can keep track of what she was actually doing at that time, which right. I think is nice, because we're all actual fans of her. Yeah. So we can look back at her Twitter and her Instagram and kind of see how the show will evolve right. into the new episodes, which I like. And kind of figure out what happened when. That's always fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, and actually, also going back to what you said about how people are all over LA and, you know, wanting to say hi to people who we feel like are best friends, going into the, you know, next part of this episode, she goes to Beso, and that's for Masha's birthday dinner. And it was so funny to me because around this time last year, I was at Beso for an event, and I met Lionel Richie there. So maybe that's just the Richie spot. You know, you come to L.A., go to Beso, and maybe you'll bump into Nicole or Lionel. We're going to go. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, group date. We said while watching this episode, we need to be glamorous and go to Beso (laughs) like them. So I think we should just find a normal booth that Mm -hmm. we can go to. Any of the listeners, feel free to meet us there, and we're just going to keep an eye out. We should. Looking for them. I think that should be an after recap, you know, shindig. Yeah, let's do it. So all of you are watching. Meet us there. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, she's at dinner with Masha and her friends. They kind of are giving me a little Sex in the City feel with their whole little quartet, quintet, whichever. And she's there, but her doppelganger is at Catherine Powers' event. And she was so nervous that, you know, she would get some phone calls or angry texts about and she <laughs> did. I felt like she wasn't nervous at all this episode. She even went to Lionel, the doppelganger, oh, yeah. not yeah, Nicole, yeah. and Lionel just, once again, accepts it for what it is and <laughs> says, like, you know what? Your face looks a little bit different, but never calls her out on it, which, right. again, is the funny in the show. But she's sitting there, and she just kind of candidly says, oh, no, my doppelganger's at Catherine's party. And all the girlfriends look at each other like you're distraught. Yep. Like what is you're going to be in big trouble when <laughs> Catherine, Catherine finds out, right? Right. And of course she was because everyone at that table gets a text message from her. Right. I would she be freaked out. Ignore Catherine's call. I would be freaked out. I like how she put a ten minute limit on it. I'm going to call her back in ten minutes. I want to know why the ten minutes though, because to me I would have not answered all and I would have not replied. I just sort of 
leave it be. Mm-hmm. But ten minutes, are you going to try and be there in ten minutes? Right. Because your doppelganger is still there. Maybe it's ten minutes to let her cool down. Maybe she's simmer. really, you know, simmer. Calm it down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Maybe then I can talk to you when you're not in the midst of your anger cloud. I like how all the other girlfriends seem really scared for her. Yeah, they were. Or well, Kelly, too. Yeah. Kelly, little, yeah, that's her name. Mm-hmm. She, especially her, she was like, I wouldn't want to mess with Catherine. Like, mm. She was just saying all these things. And I was like, I wouldn't want to mess with her either, to be quite honest. She's kind of compared her to Glenn Close when she's at you know corporate events, very serious. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking uh, Devil Meets Prada, sort of sharp. Yeah. Kind of intimidating. That's so. what she is. She's <laughs> scary. When I watch the show and I see Catherine Power on there... I don't want to be her friend. I don't want to run up and, like, <laughs> give her a hug. Right. Because she is very authoritative. Mm-hmm. And she I think is. that's why, yes, you go to the party instead of me. <laughs> I'm going to enjoy my dinner here at Beso with my girlfriends. And they're all afraid of her. It's like Miss Trunchbull from Matilda. Oh, oh yes. Gosh, yeah. It is. I was watching that. A very pretty, well-maintained Miss Trunchbull. Because Catherine really did look great mm-hmm. when yeah. we see her at the party. She She's a pretty woman anyway. Mm-hmm. But we were kind of talking about... Nicole and all of her friends, and how they're all really beautiful, and Catherine, for this episode, I thought, was really pretty. Right. She She is very pretty. Chic. But Nicole is definitely the cutest at the dinner. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's just because we all adore her, (laughs) that we're naturally biased, but I felt like she looks super young, for one. Mm -hmm. Super young, super glamorous, and she was killing it. I was really into Kelly this episode, actually. I really... And I don't always point out or notice the style things like mm-hmm. you guys do, but her hair braid. Yeah, that yeah. She's had, thinking, yeah. She she's naturally a really beautiful person. You could tell she wasn't doing a whole lot to herself, and she was still really top notch. And I thought she gave some really funny commentary this episode. She did. Mm-hmm. Like she didn't notice she was doing it, Which and it just kind. made for really good TV. Mm-hmm. But when they were in the store and she's going through and Nicole's telling her about how she's actually doing this, mm. it makes me wonder if she really had no idea that this had come to fruition, that there was a doppelganger out there, because the look on her face seemed really genuine. Yeah. Right. And especially when Nicole was like, oh, um, probably met her, or, uh, you know, you've seen her, and Kelly was so confused as to, wait, was I with the real Nicole this whole time or all these other days or did she really get like a really good doppelganger Mm -hmm. which is totally like a mind blow moment from Nicole Regina. That's why I like the captions at dinner, the names because she had (laughs) ditto under one uh, what was the other one? Not look alike but she had a funny caption so we didn't know if we were seeing the real people or if it was (laughs) their doppelgangers that she's so clever everything she does Right. Do you guys have that one friend who's just kind of, like, coming up with all these outlandish ideas? Because I didn't realize it in previous episodes, but when she was actually sitting down with a group of her girlfriends, I was thinking, you know, I think I might be the Nicole of my girls. <laughs> my little quintet. Hmm. Because there's always at least one person. Who are you out of the group, out of them? I'm Catherine Power, probably. I don't know. Because <laughs> I'm really boring. I'm very dry. I'm not boring. I'd probably be Kelly. Kelly, I could yeah. see that. Because you're very fun. And- yeah. Yeah, but I'm not, like, too outrageous. You say funny things without knowing they're funny. You you may be the Nicole, but not in a bad way. You're very fun. No, because she's always up for anything, and she comes up with fun ideas. Very true. But I feel like every... You're Catherine? I probably am Catherine, but only because I'm very loving, which I think is different than Catherine, and... She has a cat named she, Nelson, think, so she loves something <laughs> besides I think she, herself. I work so hard on 
her. I think she's, uh, you know, a very loving person. She just, you know, is also very, like, lays down the law by the books kind of yeah. power figure. I and feel like she's that friend who yells at you for not texting them back. And I can't <laughs> I can't do that because I'm bad at replying. Well, now we know. And we hopefully won't have any angry text messages. But that's why we get along. We yeah. even each other out. That's true. Well, we obviously, to the final scene, we see how Catherine reacts when right. Nicole shows Well, up. first off, so she leaves Beso and is, like, rushing to get into the, literally rushing. She tries to bypass the whole line to get into Beso to get to Catherine's event. And it was so funny when the bodyguard's like, where are you going, little lady? Like, <laughs> no, Nic- we were having Nicole oh, yeah. Richie here. <laughs> I like how he identified Nicole Richie by saying, you're not Nicole Richie. I just saw her and she's a lot taller than you. (laughs) Because we all have that where we think we see someone and we identify them by something that's not them at all. Right. Because Nicole Richie, I feel like, is no taller than this table. She's a little lady. Right. Mm -hmm. When I read the the casting, it said 5'1". So... How tall are you guys? I'm 5'3", I think. I'm 5'5 on a good day. Okay. So that would be... And I'm 6'2", so... I feel like you're okay. shorter than me so, anyway. Yeah. I'm She'd definitely like right Catherine Power. <laughs> okay. So she's small. Yeah, she's, tiny. she's tiny. We need to go to base, though, so we can see her for ourselves right. and really know. And right. I can, will you line up between those two so we can talk about it on the show? We can do, like, a raising the bar levels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so she's trying to get in. It's not going over too well, but luckily, or unluckily, uh, Catherine walks out kind of pissed. And they have this mini confrontation of Nicole trying to explain why she needs a doppelganger and why Catherine shouldn't be upset that she has a doppelganger. Did you guys buy that? If you were in Catherine's shoes, would you have accepted that sort of response? Because well, I love the way she responds back, and she's like, "Well, I just had a shot with her," and she's like, "She's <laughs> Nicole," so you know, cool. I felt like it was very fitting. I felt like Catherine as a businesswoman. Understood. You could see the wheels turning while Nicole's explaining it. Mm-hmm. And in the end, for her to pick Nicole, yeah, I thought it was funny. Her. But the entire time I was waiting for her to say, irregardless, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. throw that in a conversation because that would have really thrown Catherine off. <laughs> well, I love how at the end, uh, they don't let her in, period. And she's like, well, I want to come in now. Right. Well, you can't. And then I... we see her doppelganger inside dancing, dancing yeah. having a good time. And then Catherine's like, this is my crew. Yep, this is my crew. <laughs> You've been replaced. That's why you don't send a doppelganger to something you might want to be at later. Right. Right. And it was so funny when, going back to Raven Simone, she tries to use that as her way in. After you've been telling this man for like 10 minutes, I'm Nicole Richie, now you're just going to switch it up and be Raven Simone. But he even checks. He's like, no. He just like picks her up and takes her I just like how she sings that so Raven as, as he's literally lifting her away. Right. That is so funny. That's so Nicole. It was a really good episode. I really enjoyed it. Me too. Right. I it laughed the entire yeah. time. Me too. It was great. So I think we all agree, hands down, best episode mm-hmm. of the season so far, maybe of the series so far. Yep. Um, but we also have some news and gossip for you guys. Actually, we have a, a ton of it. Yes. So... Uh, this actually kind of relates to the episode as well, because in the episode when she's with the bodyguard and a, a black woman walks by and he just lets her in, and Nicole's like, well, you know, I'm black too, even if I don't look like it. So piece of news there. In the bonus clip, she actually talks about how it seems like every black person, every famous black celebrity is on the show Empire, which does have a 
majority African American cast, mm-hmm. and she's pissed that she's, she's not, not on. <laughs> she's mad that Lee Daniels has not put her on Empire, and she wants to be on. So, you know, season two of Empire, I believe, is still taping. So there might be hope if Lee Daniels. I have a feeling call. we'll be seeing her. We'll see her somewhere. somewhere. She wants to be on there, but I love how she always thinks. Well, how she's like, I'm like super important, and then they're kind of like, well, I mean, you're Nicole Richie, but. You know, <laughs> I feel like she's super I important. I think so. I yeah. think so too. But in, you know, some of the episodes they make her seem like she's not as important as she thinks she is. But definitely like, trying to keep her ground. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She do, they do, but just so funny. Yeah. And another piece of news, uh, maybe not so good news, but I read from the Daily Mail that over the summer when she was out promoting candidly Nicole. Um, just like a month before, she wasn't seen wearing her wedding ring quite mm-hmm. frequently. But then when she was on the press tour, she put the ring back on. This episode, she definitely mentions her husband, Joel. A lot. A lot, yeah. yeah. So hopefully things are all happy. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like that's one of those things that I'll never forget. I met Jennifer Aniston, and there were a lot of rumors going around at that time about her and Justin Theroux. Well, they're recently married. So, to me, a lot of those things are maybe she just didn't have her ring on because she was traveling and her fingers were swollen. There are so many ways to dispel such a ludicrous kind of claim. And she talks about him a lot in this episode. You can kind of see she keeps talking about him throughout the series. So, I think it's one of those things that everyone talks about because she's in the spotlight right now. The new season's out. But I don't think there's any validity to to what anyone's saying. She seems very happy, and I think that's all we can hope for her, is that she is really happy. Yeah. Totally agree. Totes agree. We're totally... I've been saying totally this whole episode, but... But we're totally in agreement. Yes, we're totally in agreement. Yes, and you have And I totally (laughs) have another piece of news. Well, we're always talking about Nicole Ritchie's Instagram, which is really good, and I follow a lot of celebrities just to kind of keep up with where they're at, what they're doing, because I feel like you get a lot of good kind of nuggets of information that you don't see on Twitter or posted by someone else because it's personal. So someone posted a website that a gentleman named Bo who does her makeup says that that's why the success of her Instagram is so high and everything looks so good is because she's not overdoing it. In a lot of Instagrams you see, we were talking about Facetune, that there's so much makeup being worn and so much Facetuning going on and everything you see of her on her Instagram is pretty natural. That's a good one. She d- And that's probably why she looks so young and so vibrant. Yeah, so lots of news and gossip tonight. Hopefully next week we have just as much for you guys. Um, but we're pretty much done with our episode. I feel like we've talked about everything. We've hit every nail. And Nicole is just going to be a constant topic for us to peruse throughout the season. So thank you guys for watching. Make sure to leave us comments, rate us, and let us know what you want to see next episode. We will definitely do that. And we're also going to start doing some shout-outs. So definitely leave a comment so that we can see who we want to talk about next week. So again, I'm Vivian Adobe. You can get to talk to me or chat with me social media-wise at VivaciouslyViv on Twitter and Instagram. And also by checking out my website, VivaciouslyVivian.com. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at B-A-M-A-R-L-O. And you guys can find me at Jordana underscore Morphin on Instagram and on Twitter. Thanks, guys. Stay tuned next week. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. 
I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, Buzz you later. later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.